0: Hello! This is Flynn, and you're listening to Liminal Universe Podcast. Last episode, I talked about uh, color and how that relates to liminality, liminal spaces. Uh, on this episode, though, I'm going to be doing the first in another series of episodes called Roads to Nowhere. Uh, these are all about highways and local roads uh, that are, you know, infamous for various reasons. Some places that we'll cover are Baltimore's Highway to Nowhere, the highway leading up to and including Centralia, Pennsylvania, and more. Uh, the reason I'm doing this as a series on the podcast, just like the Dead Mall episodes, is that roads also feature in a lot of liminal imagery um, and are kind of in a way liminal spaces themselves. Usually they're places that you take from one destination to another but not the end point themselves. You know, a world transitional space from place to place. I also wanted to say before I get into that, uh, I'm sorry this episode took so long to get out. Uh, I had my internet go down for a week when I tried to publish this last week, and just some various other things that kind of got in the way of producing this episode. The next two should not take anywhere nearly as long, But I just wanted to let you all know that and to not be worried that it'll be like a month or something before the next one. Okay, so this episode is on uh, the Highway to Nowhere in Baltimore, Maryland. The official name of the road was Interstate 70, uh, well, Interstate 170, sorry, uh, or Interstate uh, 170. It's located in Baltimore, Maryland. And currently, it's partly used by Route 40 as of 2010. And as of now, it's mostly referred to as the Highway to Nowhere by pretty much everybody. So we're going to give you some background on it. Uh, the road began construction in 1975, and the existing feature of it was completed, um, emphasizing the mass quotation marks for completed, in 1979 the goal was to use this road to connect uh interstate 70 i-70 to downtown baltimore the western part of it but plans were cancelled to finish the construction after there was a lot of backlash and also a lack of funding leaving the road not connected to the interstate system so it no longer would qualify as like i-170 it's just really just the Highway to Nowhere. Um, You'd say it's part of Route 40, but no one really does that. Uh, A major issue for residents when this was being built was that about 1,500 people, most of them Black residents, had to vacate their properties and neighborhoods, which became uh, the attempted extension of Interstate 70 that we know of as the Highway to Nowhere. About 971 homes, 62 businesses, were demolished um, to take uh, an area of about 2.3 miles in length of the city. Uh, Twelve blocks and eight neighborhoods of West Baltimore in total were uh, demolished for this road. So this displacement, um, really especially in minority communities, isn't just exclusive to Baltimore. A lot of this happened. Uh, when the highway systems were being built you see this in a lot of cities a lot of urban areas Um, new york city had a lot of issues with that with some of their planners like when they would build parks um, or other public infrastructure so it was a huge problem uh, that's still had ramifications to this day but it's not just a baltimore problem um, overall Uh, so I figured I would talk about a bit of my trip to the Highway to Nober. I went with one of my former co-hosts, who you all might remember from episode, I believe, 12 when we did the Denmalls. And um, I could not get him on for this episode, unfortunately. But, yeah, it wasn't a long trip. And um, hopefully I'll get to have him on for future episodes. So if you miss him, don't worry. Uh, He'll be back. Yeah, when we drove to that location, uh, it was actually really tough to find uh, just the starting and end points of the road. We could actually search it up on, like, ways uh, as the highway to nowhere, but we ended up missing the on-ramp to get to that stretch of road. We actually had to circle all the way around it and then back again, since neither me or my co-host had... You know, we spent a lot of time in that part of the city. Uh, So we didn't really know if we were going the correct way or not at first. It was only after we missed the exit and then we looked left that we saw what was the highway to nowhere. Once we actually got onto the road, though, uh, I guess one of the more interesting things, I think, for both of us was how many cars were using it aside from us. You know, we went at rush hour about 6 p.m., So, you know, there'll be traffic in most parts of Baltimore, like, at that point, but I'd still heard when I first learned about the highway that it never really had a lot of traffic at any time of the day, you know, so I figured, you know, even at rush hour, there'd be, like, almost nobody there. Uh, You can see a few cars in the videos that I took as well, and on some of the pictures, I've linked both of them in the description below. Uh, videos have actually been published for about a week now. Same with the pictures. Ooh. And um, yeah, you know, you can see it's mostly empty, but there were still people traveling on it. Um, I couldn't get any complete like videos, where there were like no other cars. Uh, what I really want to do is go back kind of late at night or early in the morning maybe like 1 and 3 p.m or like midnight and 1 a.m that kind of thing and then see what it looks like then the only issue is that my co-host will never do that with me so i would have to be making that trip alone because he would be too scared of it um i don't blame him It's kind of rough area but yeah uh i feel like that would be really cool to go back when it, like, would be really, really deserted. Um, I'd actually heard that a lot of people would even walk on it, not even overpasses, just due to there being a general lack of traffic there. But I didn't see anybody doing that. I'd hoped that I could have done that myself, but there were actually too many cars to do that. The closest I got to being able to kind of walk on the highway itself was... Uh, being able to park at like a lot on one end of it and then walk up to a fence that was separating the rest of it from the pedestrians, even though there were still walkable areas behind the fence. Uh, I was surprised at how accessible it was to get to it once we were on it. A lot of places that I go to on this podcast and will go to eventually are some form of either abandoned or inaccessible least officially or you can only go with certain parts of them or at certain times but yeah this place like once you actually get the correct ramp uh, it was just super easy to travel up and down it and do a loop or two so yeah that was kind of interesting i'm glad that i did that before they do any maintenance plans to it uh, which i'll get to soon Uh, i wasn't surprised that the road was not well maintained yeah, it was fine to drive on, but there were definitely a lot of cracks. There were some potholes, graffiti. There were also a lot of vines and other nature that was reclaiming parts of it. Just the lack of care that was going into it was really clear. Um, yeah, I knew that going in, so that about matched my expectations, besides seeing even more kind of nature taking over parts of it. You know, just goes to show that it really was not just a colossal waste of money and resources, which it was, but that, you know, a bunch of people, you know, lost um, their neighborhoods and, you know, their lives got harder for really nothing in the end, um, which I think is kind of an important thing to take away from this. And some of the other failed projects and um, roads, too, like Centralia, where... You know, a lot of these things just um, have a lot of, like, loss that comes with their history. And it's kind of important to recognize that, I think. Uh, So there have been a lot of future plans for the Highway to Nowhere. So one of them comes from the Urban Land Institute and the Baltimore Development Corporation. They issued a report in 2018 that said that the highway to nowhere kind of had the potential to become, you know, a more dense, active node um, within just the general urban uh, parts. Of Baltimore, um, West Baltimore, just you know, make it a hub of activity, kind of like how it used to be before a bunch of the neighborhoods got torn down. Um, you know, they uh, they being the Urban Land Institute um, think that. If there was more um, green space, better infrastructure for people to walk across, besides two uh, paths above the road, more retail stores, etc., um, that that would be beneficial. So maybe not completely tearing down that space, but trying to um, actually make it part of a community again. Uh, some of the ideas that myself and classmates that I had. Uh, this past spring semester, talked about that as well in one of my urban studies courses. I may have mentioned this before, I'm in a master's program at Towson University. And um, in that class, that's where I learned about the hybrid of nowhere. And yeah, we discussed a few of those ideas and what some people thought would be good uses of it. Uh, The Urban Land Institute also mentioned things like grocery stores, Baltimore, uh, is known for having a lot of food security issues, food deserts, and being able to even just turn large strips of that highway that aren't being used at all, like the midsections, into even like urban farms, for example, could help. Um so there have been a lot of suggestions like that. On um, the more political side, in May 2021, um ben carden and uh chris van Hollen, two maryland senators created legislation called the reconnecting communities act to establish a grant program to help communities identify and remove highway projects that did more harm than good uh, their legislation actually got added into biden's one trillion dollar bill um which got approved by Congress in November of 2021, a bill that um, was originally going to be 2.3 billion, uh, trillion, sorry. Uh, Also uh, the pool of money that was going to be used to redevelop projects like the Highway to Nowhere shrank from about 20 billion to 1 billion. So uh, yeah, the bill started out pretty large progressively had less and less funding as they went through the political process. Uh, US Department of Transportation uh, grant, which is like part of that trillion dollar bill. Um, uh, that being, um, just, sorry, I have to mix it up. So pff, basically a trillion dollar bill. Um, in it is where you'll see things like the Reconnecting Communities Act, um and that's where funding for the highway to nowhere is going to come from basically um there's about 20 billion worth of funding in that that's for projects across the nation not just for this highway Uh, about 2 million of that 20 billion has been allocated to the highway to nowhere in the form of a department of transportation grant there we go uh gee even jumbled myself up on the show notes. Uh, So with that $2 million, um, they want to try to have the city study options for what to do uh, with this area, and we don't know what will come of that yet. Uh, We do know, though, that one of the most recent things that's happened is that there's been a long-running red line project in maryland not for the metro that goes to washington dc a different uh, red line for baltimore and the surrounding areas public transport uh in 2015 it was cancelled by larry hogan but very recently in 2023 wes moore the new maryland governor uh revitalized that so uh what might happen to the area that's the highway to nowhere is it could become part of the red line and uh yeah we'll see what happens with that But that's some of the most recent stuff happening with it and you know residents themselves and some of the various articles that i read they're just concerned again that a lot of plans that get made um they don't need to involve the community and what they want what they need since the highway was done without them in mind at least without them in mind in a good way um and affected hundreds of residents over several decades uh people that live around the area don't want to see those same mistakes and lack of care for them happen again uh just with any other projects that involve this stretch of road and that's something we also talked about a lot in My urban studies class is making sure that um, there is community involvement and that these kinds of decisions just aren't made without regard to them, because that's how you get the habit of nowhere. Uh, Yeah, but I guess some final thoughts on that road for myself were that I was, you know, I can't say I'll probably go back aside from maybe trying to see it. Super late at night, or when it's empty, but I doubt it really look different. Um, besides that, there's really not much of a reason to go back there. There aren't really a lot of things to like see and do. Kind of once you do a loop or two of it, that's just about it. Uh, but I thought it was neat to start off a series on kind of roads to nowhere with a place literally named the Highway to Nowhere, um, and that you know gets into how. Communities deal with things like this and the effects on it, and like what goes into creating these abandoned and liminal spaces that people are so interested in. Yeah. All right. So we're going to end this episode. There's another homework segment. Uh, this week, your homework is going to be to send me a picture or video of a road near you. And if you can, you know, try to get a cool liminal looking picture. Uh, I'd love to see those. Uh, Next episode is going to be on airports. I'll be talking about airports in general and how they relate to liminality, um, as well as my experiences in several airports. About a month ago, I traveled to Hawaii to see a friend, and I went through like eight different airports. So I have a lot to say there. I have a lot of video and pictures that I took. And then, the episode after that, episode 17, will be another Roads to Nowhere episode where I'll be talking about a trip I took last week to Centralia, Pennsylvania. So that'll be really fun. And yeah, uh, check out all the sources that I have in the description of the podcast. You can see my videos and pictures as well, uh, contact info, and more. So I will see you all very soon for episode 16. Thank you all for listening, and goodbye.